Welcome back to another episode of the Trauma to Triumph podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton and I am your host. I am a trauma-informed coach. I help people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma. And this week, we are going to talk about why you're not taking action. This is actually part two or the second edition of this actual podcast episode topic because this was the first, first topic or first episode that I recorded for the show uh, when it was formerly known as the Mindset Makeover class. And I recorded the episode very much from a mindset strategy position, I think I would say. And everything was very focused on changing your thoughts and how your thoughts are creating your feelings and those are creating or motivating your actions and then giving you results. And if you are a listener, an avid listener to the show, you know that I have now taken a very trauma-informed approach to all the things that I used to teach and continue to help my clients with because, well, it's, the, in my opinion, the very best approach because we are all suffering from some effect of trauma, especially when we're trying to do something new and our protective parts and our nervous system is keeping us from doing it. So I'm changing this episode and updating it because, well, it's really funny. I have a friend um, and he asked me, he's a new listener to the show, and he told me, um, we were talking and he said, oh, what's what's that episode that you do that um, you talk about with the model and things like that? And I told him, you know what? Don't listen to that episode. I'm going to delete it. I'm, I'm actually going to re-record it because I need to make a trauma-informed version of it. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to literally literally replace the previous episode with this one because people aren't ever going to know, right? If you've never listened to the show, you'll just think that that's the actual episode. So um, it's very important to give you guys an updated version because I believe that I never want to steer you wrong, first of all. I want to give you very not just up-to-date information, but correct and trauma-informed information. And the reasons why most of us are are not doing what we want to do is actually very much based in polyvagal theory and the your nerve, autonomic nervous system and how amazing it is. And so that's that's the best way to explain it. So let's get right to it. So as you guys know, I'm a coach and I help people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma. And most people start working with me because, and I hear this every single time when I do clarity calls and then when people hire me, that they feel stuck. They feel unfulfilled. They feel like they're not the self that they used to be. Or they're trying to do something and they're not able to do it. Or they want to stop doing something and they're not able to do it. And 
this is very common for a lot of people, right? Especially when you've been living, uh, the longer you're living, the more things, you know, more experiences you have and the, we change and we, and we want to make changes in our life and we want to take action on certain goals. And what I notice, especially for myself in my past, even when I was starting my business or just creating goals, I would be really frustrated with the fact that I wasn't able not that I wasn't able to, but I consciously consciously knew that I wanted to do something, but I physically would not be able to. So let me give you an example. I, I, I'm going to use the most, the, probably the most famous example that people use, starting a diet or starting a business. And you know how it is. Monday, I'm going to start the diet. I'm going to eat the food. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to cut the calories. I'm going to stop drinking alcohol, you know, lots of veggies, all the things. And you say, Monday's a day I'm going to do it. And you set out your clothes the night before and you, you may even, listen, you may even be so far as to prep the food. Okay. You might be, um, you might've even gone grocery shopping on Sunday and, you know, planned your meals and things. And then, so you got everything ready. Monday morning comes along, you hit snooze on the alarm clock that woke you up at 5 a.m. to get you up to go to the gym. And what happens? Your body says, we ain't going to do that, honey. We're staying in bed. The bed feels warm. It feels cozy. I don't have to go to work for a couple hours. Why would we get out of our comfortable bed and go work out? Or... Why am I going to eat this grilled chicken and vegetables when I can have a burger and fries when I go out to lunch with my friends? So there's a reason, or let's give me, I'll give you another example. Why do I have this amazing idea to start this business, this service that I want to offer? Maybe you want to be a coach. Maybe you want to, you know, sell real estate. Maybe you want to get your, go back to college. Maybe you want to quit your job and get another job. And when it comes time to t- start taking action on it, like I'm going to start researching, you know, maybe I need to get a coaching certification or maybe you need to get an LLC, whatever. And when you start to go take the action, you start f- feeling all kinds of ways and you get kind of nervous or doubtful or scared even or worried and, you know, fearful and, and stressed and you have all these thoughts like, oh, I can't do it. You know, I should just stay in my job or it's not going to work. It's a, if, if I do do it, I'm probably going to fail. Or, you know, everyone's going to make fun of me if I do it and I don't make money. And, you know, last time I did something and it didn't work. So F this, I'm not going to try it again. Or eating the food, right? You've tried the diet already. It, it didn't work. Last time you gave up. By Wednesday, you were eating, you know, burgers and fries again we've tried losing weight. It's just never worked for us. It's why is it going to work? Like maybe I'm just big boned. Maybe I'm just, I'm supposed to be overweight. No, I should just stay in the marriage. Like it's not that bad. It's, I mean, we've been together 10 years. Like we have kids. Oh my God. I don't even know if I can afford to live on my own. Like, no, I I just, I'm just going to stay with him. Nope. It's, you know, he's not that abusive. He's a dick, but he's just not that abusive. So Let me tell you what is going on in your body, in your nervous system, in your mind, and what is 
happening below the scenes or I should say behind the scenes and what is causing you to not want to take action. We have a beautiful autonomic nervous system. It is there to beat your heart and pump your blood and beat your lungs and you know help you control your blood pressure and your all the things. But it's also there to put you into these nervous system states and it does this by way of neuroception. So what neuroception is is this little mighty detector in your body and it is I the best way to call it is a detector, okay? So I will from this point on probably always refer to it as that. And it's very smart and its job is to keep you safe and keep you alive. And it does this by always looking for two main things. Its job is to detect things that are safe and things that are threatening. Things that are safe, things that are threatening. So it's always looking to keep you safe and alive, right? So if it senses something that feels threatening to you, it's going to shoot you an alarm and say, don't do it, let's stop. And it's going to put you into one of the two nervous system states, autonomic states of either sympathetic, which is your fight or flight state, or your dorsal vagal state, which is the state of immobilization, of shutdown, not doing anything. And it's wonderfully smart in the sense that it's just trying to keep you alive. And if you're trying to do something that you've never done before, it's because the way that it tries to keep you alive is by doing the road, the taking the road of least least resistance, doing things that make you feel good, which is seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Anything new probably feels a little painful, and it doesn't seem like the road of least resistance because it's never done it before. And it says, "Whoa, this is new. This is hard." I don't know this thing. I don't know how to do it. I could fail at doing it. Nope, we're not going to do that. And it starts sending you the, your neuro, you have a neuroception of threat. And it's either going to tell you to shut down and not do anything, not take any action, puts you into the dorsal vagal state, or it's going to say, let's go do something else. You know, like, no, fight or flight. And I think more oftentimes than not, when we're trying to take action on something and we don't do it and we're, and our body has that detection of threat, um, it's, it's, it has such a good intentions, right? If you think about it, it's trying to keep you safe and it's, it's saying like, oh honey, we can't know this is, this isn't good. And we, you know, it's going to hurt us. Let's just not do it. So you're get you're getting all these messages and from your mind, because it's very smart that it, it will give you a neuroception of threat. It puts you into one of the survival states. And then a story follows that. And we always say story follows state. So you have one of the two states and then you go into, you have a story and your mind will start sending you the message, right? Uh, we can't do it. It's not going to work. Just stay in bed. Don't start the business. It's scary. Don't leave your husband. Don't divorce your wife. All the things. It's easy. Just stay. And that's the story that follows. And you're going to believe it. Because it's not, it's very, your, your mind is very, very smart and it's going to send you just the messages that you need to hear to keep you alive. And so you don't take action and then you, you know, you stay exactly where you are. Here's one thing about neuroception though, that detector system. It has a tendency of sensing things that are as threatening, 
when you've had when you have a lot of unhealed trauma in your nervous system. So if you have unresolved emotional wounds, it's gonna be more compelled to sense things as threatening. Things that wouldn't probably even be that threatening, it's gonna sense it as threatening. So let's say you have past experiences of, like I said before, already trying to lose the weight and it didn't work. Or you tried to start the diet and you quit before. Or you tried to leave the, the you know your spouse and it and you he talked you into staying or you tried starting a business and you did start the business and it actually failed so because your detector system has now goes back into the files of the past and says oh yeah see we Annabelle we have proof that this thing didn't work before it's we're just gonna get hurt nope we're not gonna do that and so it's gonna send you those messages to stop and you're going to probably pay attention because it's going to make very good sense and not only that when you when you stop doing it those protective parts that 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 detector is going to say oh good she didn't do it we're good we're safe we're in the clear and it's going to calm down and it's going to you know you're going to get out of that survival state and you're going to just stay in bed or not start the business or not quit the job or not get a divorce or whatever and it's going to feel really nice and 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 safe and then it's going to let you go ahead and start dreaming again. And then in a couple of days, you're going to be like, dude, why am I not working out? Like, I want to work. I want, you know, I want to start the thing. And you're going to start making plans again the following week, right? Next Monday here. Wonderful Monday to start, start something new. And your protective parts, that neuroception, that your autonomic nervous system, all, you know, your past traumas are seeing you start planning again but they're like well she's probably not going to do it like well it's it's okay like we're, we're good listen go ahead and plan it but you know don't take action but once you do it again it's good your detection your, your neuroception detector is going to go back up and say oh this is scary don't do it and it's going to put you into one of the survival states and it's going to shut you down and you're probably not going to take action so what i want to offer about this particular biological mechanism that's happening in your body is that it's actually really, really smart and it's doing a really great job. And the the reason your body is doing this, it's not because you're lazy or you're dumb. It's really in an attempt to, your body's just functioning really, really well. And it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's trying to keep you safe. And if you look at it with a little bit of compassion in that sense that oh, the reason I'm not doing the thing is because my body senses some type of threat and it's just trying to keep me safe. I know for me, when I notice that I go into a shutdown or a survival state, I catch it very, very quickly because I don't like the feeling of anxiety or stress or worry or you know depression or sadness or overwhelm or any of those things. Those are typically the, the emotions that come along with the, the survival states. And I catch it really quickly because I'm really connected to my body now and my emotions and I very quickly say like okay what's going on here okay so my body is where I'm in a threatened state so let's see which one am I in am I do I have all that energy to fight and fly and or run away or do I do I feel really hopeless and powerless and I just want to shut down and not do anything and I'll notice which state I'm in and I'll notice the story that I'm telling myself and I just have a little compassion with myself and say okay Annabelle you're just you're just threatened. What is it that you're trying to do? Oh, you're going to go on a date. 
feels a little scary. You haven't dated someone in a while. Or, oh, you're having a launch and you're not getting, you know, you probably haven't hit your goal yet. You're feeling a little worried. You're feeling fight or flight and you're, and you're trying to do things. You're going into action and this mobilized energy to do something. And I just notice it. I have a lot of compassion with myself and I um, just notice it at first. And then I ask myself this clarifying question, which is very, very helpful. Um, I ask, in this moment, in this place, with this person or these people or by myself, is this response needed? And I ask that question because sometimes I want to make sure that is it having an appropriate response to the present moment or is it, if it's not, if the answer is, so if the answer is yes, is this response needed? I'm getting all fight or flighty, right? Because I'm trying to think of what to do next to get more clients, let's say. And I notice that I'm doing that and I, and I think, okay, well, so my body's just trying to go into action. It's trying to come up with a solution to try to get more clients, but mm-mm. I'm, listen, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going along you know, June, July isn't over. I have plenty of time to, to finish my, to meet my goal of the clients that I want to get for this third quarter. I'm, this is okay, Annabelle. Don't worry. Nothing's, nothing's going wrong. It's just, this is the process of when you have a launch. It just takes a while sometimes. Listen, last quarter, I mean, the second quarter, I booked 20 clients and way too quickly I was overbooked. Um, and this, this quarter, it's just take, you know, everyone's it's summertime. Everyone's chilling out. They're on vacation. It's very different time of year. It's, I noticed that this is happened to me last summer. So I chill out and say, thank you, nervous system. You know, it, it's really not that appropriate. I don't need to freak out. And then I just calm myself down. I regulate, I bring that energy down the ladder. So if I'm in that ventral, if I'm in that sympathetic fight or flight, I'm in the yellow state. I'm kind of in that middle part of the ladder, the polyvagal ladder. So I just calm myself down with those thoughts and those words that I'm offering myself. You know, everything's, nothing's gone wrong. Everything's good. You have enough clients or money's in the bank. You're fine. And I calm down and I bring myself down to the more immobilized place on the ladder. I go down to the red and then I bring myself up to some green ventral. I'm like, what can I do to feel better? And I'll put some music on that I like. I'll go make myself a nice drink. Or I will call my daughters if they're not with me and to go see them smile and laugh. And they always put me into that ventral vagal safe and connected space. I always feel so good when I see them. Or if they're in their room, I go in there and just lay with them in their bed and play with them on the floor. And it makes me feel really safe, connected. I bring in that green ventral vagal energy and I feel good. So... I say that to explain the process of what emotional regulation looks like. That's what I'm self-regulating when I'm doing this by myself or I'm co-regulating when I go in with, I bring in my children or somebody near me to just offer that, that safety, that connection, that green ventral vagal energy to calm me down. But when we're referring to taking action and doing something, it's so important. It's so, so important. I want to offer that you have that compassion and that awareness around yourself and you notice when you consciously make a decision in your mind to do something to start a goal to you know start a business to whatever go on start dating and whatever and you're not physically doing it because your body or your mind is starting to kind of talk you out of it then you can have that compassion you can have that awareness around it and say you know okay i'm 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 Getting, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Obviously, my body senses threat. Why? 
Oh, because that one time we had that other business and it failed. Okay, part. I get it. That my protective parts, my neuroception, everything just trying to keep me safe. But this is a new business and I'm really, really excited about it. And I just, I, you, and you can calm yourself down by accessing better quality part thoughts, right? And, and ask, you know, what, what proof do you have that this business can actually work? And sometimes those thoughts can offer, um, some solace and it can calm you down a little bit and it can make you move forward and take action. Here's what I want to offer about taking, taking action. And when your body is in that threat response, when it does sense a threat, you never want to flood yourself. And by that, I mean doing too much at, at one, at one time that your protective parts can't handle. Like it's just way too much. Like you're like, I'm going to do the LLC and then I'm going to start the get a coaching certification. I'm going to start a program and then I'm going to, you know, hire a business coach. And uh, you know, you're trying to do a lot and your body's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this is way too much. I am scared. You want to, I always offer to my clients, you want to start small and start slow because this is what your body and your nervous system can take because this is such a new thing that you're trying to do. And starting slow allows your nervous system to say, Oh, we're taking small steps forward. This is tolerable. I can, okay, I can do this. This feels okay. It's not too scary. It's a little weird. It's a little, you know, threatening, but you know, she's doing it slow. Like we're only going to the gym for 10 minutes. Okay. I can do 10 minutes. 10 minutes is good. I don't have to do an hour and a half, five days a week, right? That's way too much when you're starting a new, a new, um, habit, like working out. I know for me, I would literally, you guys, and you, if you're listening to the show, if, you, if you're an avid listener and you know that I've talked about this before, I used to go to the gym for five minutes when I first started because I am not somebody who inherently likes working out. I just don't like it. <laughs> I've been blessed that I've been thin a good portion of my life. So I never even really got into the habit of actually moving my body a lot or doing, you know, lifting weights and doing strenuous exercise. So when I do do it, my body's like, whoa, what the frick are you doing? It hurts too much. So I have to start slow. My most resistant part, my my nervous system, is it needs tolerable steps and slowly but consistently. Because what you end up doing is you end up showing your nervous system, oh, okay, five minutes wasn't that bad. Okay, we can come back tomorrow probably. And then we go back, you know, let's say Wednesday. We go maybe for seven or eight minutes and I go and we complete it and then you feel good. Okay, we didn't die. Everything's good. Well, maybe we can come back Friday and then you go Friday. Maybe you go for 10 or 15 minutes. And listen, guys, I realize that this may sound a little crazy to go for that long, but it works. I started a fitness regime last summer and it worked. Okay. Well, last fall, I should say. And, but I had to start slow because I knew that my nervous system couldn't tolerate that big of a change. And it's interesting because I used to do this before knowing what exactly I was doing. I was, what you're basically doing is creating a disconfirming experience to your nervous system. Right now it believes, uh, uh-uh, working out is too much. It, that's what it, it's, and you've confirmed it with, you've confirmed that belief that working out is like too much and we can't do it by 
trying to do it and then fa- and not and then stopping. It's like, see, we don't need we can never do it. We we always say we're going to start but we never move forward. So now it, it believes that you can't work out. But if you start slow, you'll teach it a disconfirming experience of the past and say, "See, look, I I do do it." But you just start slow. So you have to work with the most resistant parts of you and start slowly. Start but start slowly and um, and small, small bits of, of change for your nervous system, so it can learn that the things are safe that you want to do. You know, like let's say starting the business. Maybe you are you know what you want to do, but you're you have to get like some type of license, like your real estate license or your coach. You think you need a coach certification to start coaching, and you know, you're not going to get the website and get the business cards and do the LLC. Maybe you just start with the coach coaching certification. You invest in yourself, you buy the program and you start doing that and you get through that. And then once you're done getting through that, maybe you start practicing your skills and offering free coaching or, you know, just small steps at a time. So your nervous system can learn that the thing that you're doing is safe and it's not a threat and less and the more and more and more you do this the more often you do this right that let's say the first time you go to the gym is five minutes second time is seven minutes the third time is 15 minutes and the more you do this the more capacity your nervous system feels like it can take it now trusts that you are keeping your word to yourself and that you're consistent with it and it knows that it's something that it it you're able to do so I'm, I wanted to take this polyvagal approach or this trauma-informed approach to why you're not taking action and really explain and hopefully you guys understand what's going on in your body and why it is that you say you're going to do something and you make a decision, but you can't do it. There's another part that I want to offer about afferent data and efferent data. When you go to take action and do something and you make this decision with your brain, with your mind, right? And you go to take and you and you try to do it and you get that feeling of, you know, anxiety or worry or stress or just shut down. No, don't do it. That's your body feeling it. And you wonder like, wait, but why is it that I want, I think, and I make the decision to do it, but I still can't, I still don't take action. Your, your brain is not as powerful as your body is. And it's because of these afferent data and efferent data. So afferent data is the information coming from your brain, your body down and up to your brain. So your body is the, I always say, emotions are the language of the body and thoughts are the language of the brain. So the emotions, you, they are, you send um, the information of like your nervous states, right? The autonomic nervous states up to your brain and you tell your brain how you're feeling. And it says, like, oh, she's scared right now. And then it'll come up with a story. And then when you think something, let's say you just have a thought, I'm going to go to the gym and you send that message down to your body, your body's going to get, it's going to freak out and say, oh, we can't go to the gym. Remember we tried before? And so, and what's interesting about your, the afferent data, it is eight times stronger. This is emotions going up to your brain, then your thoughts. And it's, it, that's only two times as strong. So when you think you want to go to the gym, but your body says, no, we're not. I am scared. That feels threatening, putting you into, you know, the state of shutdown and I'm give you no physical ability to go. 
you're you're gonna listen we're gonna listen to our body because that is eight times stronger than the thoughts we're having so it always your nervous system guys always beats out your thoughts sometimes you can push and resist it and work again just work and just ignore that threatening you know that threatening feeling but it's gonna feel really hard to resist it but if you do it in just small ways right with that with that little bit of of um tolerable uh, movement forward so your nervous system can can you can see that it can tolerate it and it feels safe then it'll allow you to keep on moving forward so your nervous system is powerful and it's going to beat out your thoughts all the time but if you work with it then you will be able to move forward so what i most want to offer at this point and have you remember is that when we do something new, when we go to take action on something, our protective parts are, I used to call them traumatized parts, but it sounds so bad. Like it sounds so unpleasant and it almost sounds a little scary, like the traumatized parts of you. Um, I, I'm going to, from this point on, probably call them um, the protective parts, the parts that want to protect you, right? That keep you safe from any threat. Um, they're very, very smart. They're there to help you. And if you work with them and take moves, take steps forward toward that thing you actually want, but just small, tolerable steps that you're going to get a little activated and you're going to get a little nervous, but you just move forward anyway. And then those parts say, okay, it was safe. Thank you so much. Nothing bad happened. If you notice that you you do get more activated and you get really nervous or you know you're going to send the email and you freak out or go into a panic attack or or anything like that that's your that's your parts getting you're you're doing a little too much for it right because it, they're getting super activated it's getting, it's trying to shut you down so moving forward with small steps slowly tolerable for you those protective parts to see that you're not trying to do something bad because remember they're just grabbing data from the past from your past experiences and saying remember when when you used your voice when you did that one thing before oh that was bad like that was scary we ended up we got rejected by that girl don't ask her out on a date don't ask anybody out we got rejected stop it let's not do that and they're just trying to keep you safe and so their intentions your nervous system has such good intentions it's just trying to keep you alive but you know in your mind, like, well, I want to start this business. Like, what the heck? But you have to just know that you're, you're that part of you that's wanting to run that business or start or ask the person out or lose a weight. It does, it does know better, right? You are smart. You're making a very smart decision. You're making a great new change. And you just have to give it enough tolerable resistance or action forward for it to say, okay, I can she she ate the food we ate the food and it wasn't bad it actually tasted good and oh my gosh it's probably i'm probably gonna lose weight okay good we did lunch lunch was okay maybe maybe we could do dinner right um and you start small maybe you still have snacks here and there but you're just you're at least eating most of your meals healthy right um you're going to the gym 5 10 15 20 minutes whatever but you just build that consistency small slowly but surely and you regulate through that, you show your body that your nervous system, that it's safe and it should be able to tolerate it. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I think it was so, so necessary to offer a trauma informed approach to why you're not taking action. Second edition, trauma, trauma informed edition. And if you have any questions about this, um, anything I talked about, 
definitely reach out to me. You can leave a comment in the show notes, um, where the, um, yeah, in the show notes, there'll be a link to it here in the podcast and you can leave a comment below, or you can send me a message on Instagram, Annabelle.Ingleton over there. If you are interested in working with me to heal the effects of trauma on your brain, subconscious mind, and nervous system, I would be honored to be your coach. You can click the link below in the podcast show notes so that you can book a clarity call and we can talk about what your situation you're in, what kind of things you're going through. Um, If you know what kind of traumas you've experienced, we could talk about that. And if we're a good fit, I'll invite you to work with me um, in my one-on-one coaching program, Trauma to Triumph, and we can get started and on your road to healing. So I hope this episode was helpful, guys. And I will see you next week.